एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं India just did not have the kind of high quality strollers and other baby gear that he was looking for and instead of accepting the problem and trying to import something for his daughter he decided to just go ahead and build it himself even though he had no experience in manufacturing or marketing or branding or sales he just went headlong into it with nothing more than perseverance and optimism Today that perseverance and optimism has paid off. R4 Rabbit produces some of the most popular brands of strollers and ride-ons for kids and they also raised a 5 million dollar funding last year. Here's Kunal talking about how that whole journey began. You know when my daughter was born as I used to travel internationally day in day out 15 days I was out of uh, you know country uh, regardless of the month. Okay. So when you know when you had your when you have your first child you always wanted to give the best okay so i couldn't br- bring a lot of big items from outside like you know stroller or car seats or high chairs or cradles i had to buy it from india i used to buy uh, a lot of small stuff for her like uh, rash creams and all because there were very less rash creams available at that time good quality okay so you can bring those which year are you talking about uh, i am talking about 2012 okay okay so at that time uh, there were you know only two three companies in india and then there were international brands available in india so whenever i used to buy i liked international brand quality but the price was uh, you know quite high uh, you if you want to get a good stroller you have to pay 18000 20000 and as a gujarati you know you see value in everything okay so Uh, i i thought you know i need a good quality but i cannot pay 1820k it's not that i cannot afford but i don't want to pay you know this is much more than a standard indian can buy and there were other domestic brands where the quality was extremely pathetic and being always exposed to the international market for last few years i used to learn about standards what are the standards of safety but because you know international all the countries works on standards there are always standards for everything so when i had my first child i used to see okay what are the standards for cradle what is the certification for cradle so i couldn't find any certified product i couldn't find any stand safety certified stroller okay which has gone through those uh, safety standards so i struggled to get right product at the right price for my daughter so no doubt i had to compromise and pay high to get international uh, quality but that always pinched me that you know this is not something right okay either it's too cheap no standards no by domestic brands or it is international brands they are selling too expensive so there might be many parents like me who wants to give their child the best okay who wants to give their child safety certified products who wants to give their child international quality but they have a budget as we all indians you know we know the value of money more than europeans or americans so 
value for money was the thing you know where i found that it needs to be safety certified and standard but it has to be right value for a parent to afford so that it doesn't pinches so that's how you know uh, i started the journey of entrepreneurship like a thought was born in my mind that okay this is the white space that i want to enter uh, and it took some time to enter but gradually we started step by step and we entered into so field. tell me about that journey from idea to execution like you had an idea okay uh, there is a need for baby products in india which are of international standard so how did that idea get executed so initially you know uh, as an entrepreneur you always wanted to build first in india okay so i started to create a product uh for the first product that i created uh domestically in india was cradle and crib which was a unique design four in one product which can become a cradle which can become player we can become crib as well okay uh it was conceptualized in india uh, i tried to develop in india but uh, when you sometimes you know when you create and vision a product and when the real output comes uh, it's different okay so design and practicality uh the finishing that i can i can get from the indian uh, like you know vendors was not up to the international standards the technology was missing the plastic components that i wanted uh, there was no ecosystem of baby products okay so everything you cannot develop here you need to get few parts from the ecosystem okay so the ecosystem was completely missing and because of that um, what i envisioned that the product will be and what it really came out there was a difference uh, we tried to push it we like you know the product is by the way patented design is patented okay we filed for a patent at that time but okay. then it but how, how did you desi- because you don't have designing skills as yeah, such yeah. no how did you so i hired yeah i hired the best agency who used to do the product development only engineering okay. company okay. and this was while you were still working or you had quit your no, job no, by then no i was still working because i couldn't afford at that time to just leave the journey so till the product was conceptualized out i wanted to work so it was all night hours you know uh, weekends night hours weekends night hours you spend uh, there is no 7 <laughs> 8 hour 9 hours that i have worked in so many years so that's how um, the journey was started uh, but ultimately i realized after selling to the market that this product uh will not scale up to the level that i thought of and it was how how did you get the first few sales like like you found a contract manufacturer in in india and then you got a few pieces maybe 100 200 pieces delivered and, and then you like how like tell me how did you go about doing that like so uh it was you know like i found the contract manufacturer we created some 400 500 pieces okay and uh initially i asked him to for delivery of 100 i didn't had the warehouse so i said okay deliver to my home and one room was packed with <laughs> so much of product so and how did your wife react to that yeah, so i i i would say that you know i am lucky and fortunate that she always supported me okay so she she used to understand my always the vision that i want to become an entrepreneur 
So many times I used to share idea before I started that, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to. So she understands, understood me very well that. So she supported me because I was working. We listed the products on Amazon. It started selling. Uh, we listed on at that time. The first cry was new. So we started to sell in first cry. So she was the one who started to work with me as a co-founder and run all the operations for the company. So initially it used to be from my home. Then, then, you know, it was time for me to pivot the business and say that, okay, I have to change the product. And that's how I... And how were you selling it? Was it through Amazon and Flipkart? Yeah, yeah. so it was an online sales through website on. So that were the main channels that we started. And then it was time for me to, you know, think that, okay, this product has a limit for scaling up. Uh, and even, you know, as a founder, you see that this should not be there. You know, this should not be there. Uh, so this finish can be better because when you always see international quality, uh, you itself as a founder, if you are not happy, sometimes you have to take the hard calls. So I already invested 15, 20 lakhs at that time to create, the conceptualize the product from ideation to uh, finalization and production. Uh, I said that, okay, it's time for me to hard call. Let's uh, discontinue. Okay. So we stopped the product and uh, we pivoted the business model and we said that, okay, uh, as I wanted the best for my child, okay, let's get it uh, and uh, I would say, let's customize it as per the Indian taste, the international standard safety certified products. Okay. So that's how we started um, to get into the baby gear business. We started with strollers and carry cotton, three, four items. When did you quit your job? Like, when did you get into it full-time? Was it after you decided to pivot? Yeah, after, I, before even after I decided to pivot, even after I started to get the ball rolling, one and a half year. So, so after pivoting, I worked still for one and a half year to validate that what I was doing was right. And Kinjal managed my, my wife. Uh, she was handling the operation. So, she managed the operations uh, and I used to be at the back end conceptualizing uh, and telling, guiding her that, you know, talk to this, we have to do this. So uh, this is how, you know, step by step we started the journey. What did you pivot into? Like initial model was to design and build in India. Then what did you pivot into? Design like, in India, uh, uh, produced outside India. Okay. So, so you got it like from China or yeah, yeah so exactly. Or so China, Taiwan, and other countries where the ecosystem was very strong. And then the ecosystem of any product that you want to launch has to be strong, so that you can build a great products. Because a lot of components you can source from third party. You cannot yeah, create yeah. everything on your own. Like you know, there are so many components in a stroller. So if you say that you know, I want to. Or produce wheels. I want to produce bearings. I want to produce this. It's it will take time to launch a stroller. But if you say that you know, uh, this is the type of fabric. Like even I couldn't get the fabric. Okay, Oxford fabric is generally used in strollers and high chairs and car seats and all. You know, Oxford fabric and is not. What does Oxford refer to? Uh, it's a fabric, a type of fabric. Okay, uh, it's not polyester. It's not uh, cotton. Uh, it's it's a type of it's a man-made fabric, which is different, which has got enough strength and all. And there are deniers, you know, 
extanier fabric. You can you cannot source this from India. You can get this some of the colors, but that too it was imported from China only. So the options were very less. So even the fabric you couldn't get it in India. So that really you know frustrates you that you know there is no ecosystem in our country, so big country. So there was no option but to you know have that okay let's let's uh, get into a place where there is an ecosystem and design the products ourselves and get it manufactured by someone where there is ecosystem and you continued with stroller as your product or like did you expand into other products also so initially we just started with uh, four products one was stroller uh, uh one was caricot okay uh, at that time uh, one was at that time i was so fascinated that we launched mini washing machine okay which was uh, you know I saw that everywhere, like when a child is born, their clothes are washed separate, separately. Okay, because it's soft, it's dirty, it's you know there are many reasons. It doesn't get mixed with hygiene. hygiene. It doesn't get mixed with the adult's clothing. So uh, at that time, I said that you know let's launch mini washing machine for just for baby's clothes. Okay. So that was one of the product. After you know some time, we thought that we are you know we have to. We are not right for this ecosystem because it, uh, for having four thousand rupees or five thousand rupees washing machine, people were expecting us to deliver service at home, like you know, you buy LG or Samsung washing machine. So that is not possible. <laughs> so that is not something. You know, we could send the parts, we could send, we could give them a remote supply, a remote support, but it was not possible for us to you know give a home service to people. So the expectation of customer is coming from you know the bigger washing machine. So we discontinued after some time, after a couple of years. But the, those were the and one was a uh, uh, walker, baby walker. So that's how we started with four products, and uh, you know step by step we got the success. Fortunately, uh, because how much sales did uh, did you do initially? Like first first year of business, how much did you sell? So. Uh, we started in december 2014 to do real sales and i remember that hardly we touched i think eight, seven, eight lakhs uh, in those financial year okay so then then you know uh, we got like people started accepting the products well because we we were able to hit the right uh, pain points, uh, which I as a parent used to always find, and we tried to solve those pain points. And that's how, you know, sales was very good at the second year, and it got even better. How, how did it grow? Like, what was second year sales? What was third year sales? So, like, rough? Sure. You know, the second year sales, if I can recall, it was around 1.6 year. Then it went around 3.6 then 7.2 okay well you're doubling every yeah, year yeah. so then 18.5 then 36 wow. so every year we used to double and uh, what was the sales like when you quit your job when you felt yes this will work like when you got that uh, confidence 3.6 yeah so you know there were no profits like you know you hardly make money when you do 3.6 years since but uh, uh, you know, you can still feel like it's time for you to take the call. Okay, you cannot run the business like this. So then I took the call and uh, uh, came full time. 
uh, it was and which year was this when you came full time and uh, if i can recall it's about 2016 okay if you like to hear stories of founders then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion dollar businesses just search for the founder thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like spotify gana apple podcasts and subscribe to the show Uh, and then uh, like it continued through amazon and flipkart or like yeah. w- w- what was your sales channels like from 3.6 to 7 when you went like when you doubled that year was it all through marketplace yeah mostly it was to marketplace but from the day one you know uh, after once we started to stabilize the operation we started to build channel so we had a distributor channel in place we had just like two three guys of sales sales guys in place so whatever sales guy sales team used to do the numbers so we expanded to gujarat then to mumbai then to rajasthan started working with some of the and, retailers and, and th- these would get supplied to like uh, baby product exactly. stores baby products like, like the organized one like say mom and me and uh, first cry types or like unorganized so at that time the sales team generally works with unorganized stores okay uh, when you are small you cannot expect that organized retail will accept you okay it's it's a bitter fact of like that only once you grow to some extent they will show the acceptance so it was all you know small small baby stores who used to give us an opportunity and that's how we started but i you know at that time as well the majority of the sale you know 80% of the sales was coming online only via marketplaces and so okay Okay. Okay. So by 2020 what volume you you must have been like at the 30 35 CR mark around 2020. Yeah, by 2020 yes, uh we had like before COVID, in the year of COVID 2020. So FY you can say FY 1920 we did 56 Uh, 56 CR. okay 56 year and this is again 80% online 20% offline uh, yeah like 70 like you then you had first cry as well first cry is a different business model so uh, first cry is is uh, online offline both so we consider you know uh, everything uh, under one and distribution retail in others so along with first cry and online marketplaces it was still 80 75 80% and rest was off. Okay okay so uh, did the pandemic affect you either negatively or positively it affected both okay. uh negatively uh, in terms of the entire supply chain was disrupted and now still now you know it's disrupted uh so the cost of logistics uh, the cost of uh, inter country travel uh, a lot of things affected us a lot um so we had to pass through that shocks um lockdown was another shock that you have uh, a huge team and you have zero revenue for two months uh, you don't know how to manage cash flow and you had so many containers lying on the port and no one pays you okay uh, in covid everybody stopped paying to in pen yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. it was very tough time honestly very tough time to pass through uh 
but yeah did you fear that you will like you'll have to shut down never did that fear come never, you know never. okay uh, it was we i understand you know we understand that okay it's pain you have to pass through that pain it is there it's going to there for some time but it was not like you know closing down the operations i never had even a thought that i'll close that yeah we always expect that I, we don't know how much the sales will rebound it's going to be tough time to uh, once again get back to run rate but you know it's not about closing down okay and so this 2021 uh, financial year then what did uh, like did did the sales bounce back did you cross 50 yeah, or yeah, yeah. like was it so below? no no we and as i said you know uh, it, it affected negatively and positively positively because a lot of customer changed the habit of from offline to online and uh, we were there in all the online places uh, which is available options available in india so uh that was a positive aspect for us that uh, we could you know uh, tackle it very well and it helped us to survive faster okay and it helped us to bounce back as well so even uh, in the 21 we did 67 so we surpassed uh, the number that we did last year what is your estimation for your top line in uh, uh, 21 22 financial year we want to be uh, as close as possible to century wow amazing amazing okay okay so you initially invested that uh, 15 16 lakhs of your own money um, and subsequent to that like did you keep investing your own money or did you raise funds like how did you finance this uh, it was all bootstrap till we got the first round uh, there was no seed funding it was all the funds coming from myself family and you know friends and families uh, so we kept on investing and then you get a small credit line from bank you get a small credit line from nbfcs so that's how you know you kept keep on funding uh, the growth but then at a time you know you have to take a call that it's time for you to get uh, you know um, more uh, money to have a faster growth so at that time what is the way in which you decided that okay now i need funds like tell me about that thought process when you decided to raise funds and how did you go about raising funds so uh, initially it was you know a uh, bootstrap business uh, and as you know most of the businessmen thinks that you know you uh, you are very much responsible when you have an external capital okay Uh, it's not just responsibility but it's a responsibility about returns it's a responsibility about uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, things uh, so sometimes you try to say that i can avoid one year two year three year you know, as much as you can then in probably you know uh, january uh, we thought that you know we are uh, the brand is getting sufficient traction the numbers are looking great uh we can scale up to the next level we want to get into categories which require more funds so it's not possible it's never going to possible with the internal accruals and all uh you need more funds and banks because they had you know their constraints of lending uh they will not support so that gave us a thought that you know it's time for us to let's start and go to the market and pitch the idea of raising money 
so we ha- we hired investment banker okay so this we, is january 2021 january 2021 so we hired investment banker uh, deloitte and uh, uh, he helped us you know uh, to get in front of any investors we pitched to many somewhere pun in somewhere not so there is and uh, finally we you know were able to raise the funds in october so what made you choose an investment banker and not directly go to vcs i mean you know most vcs will respond to an email from a founder especially a founder who already has uh, like a top line of 50 60 cr so what was the advantage of going through an investment banker uh you know i have to accept strength and weakness of mine okay uh, when you are an entrepreneur you are an engineer you you don't understand some of the investment theories philosophies thought process uh you know uh, the jargons that they use uh when you have an expert with you in this they coach you they 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 tell you like someone asked me you know 10 year projection okay i can prepare an excel but that is not sometimes that they want to see on the cash flow front on the balance sheet front okay you you need to have an expert who tells you, you know this is way it looks like this is how it goes in balance sheet and cash flow and uh this is how you sh- you know your actual business plan will look like okay so i needed an expert because i am an engineer i am not coming from investment background uh so we thought that you know an investment banker will help us to get the things right in place and we'll share his experience okay what are the processes through what are the standards of investment sometimes someone tells you terms and condition you said how can you tell this okay but it's an investment standard every every startup accept this okay so who will train you for this so investment banker helps you no no kunal what they asking is logical the logic behind this is this that's why they want security that's why they have put this clause so uh, you 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 always go with you know uh, the experience of the people and learn from that okay and and i think you raise funds from uh, exponential capital partners yes yes exactly so why did you choose them and like you know they're not like a name i have really heard much about uh, you know so so why not like more names that everyone hears about you know okay uh why it's a, it's a it's a nice question uh sometimes uh, you go with an investor where you f- see the fine tuning of your minds okay uh i coming from a you know i'm a traditional entrepreneur okay so uh the numbers uh you know the fundamentals matter more okay then just uh, top line and you know uh, th- this new age businesses where you know you constantly burn and you wait for the uh, cash flow to become positive one day okay uh, so sometimes you have those differences with investors that uh, you want to have a sustainable in a scalable and a fundamentally strong business uh, which obviously wants high growth every investor wants high growth but the fundamentals has to be respected so uh, exponential partners you know their partners were coming from the same theory same background uh, they want a fundamentally strong uh, business who who also understands the value of money 
right spend at the right time uh, getting into the do a lot of homework before getting into any category uh, do everything has to be you know uh, well researched before you get into so a lot of principles were very match you know we were able to uh, correlate with each other uh, and with some you know investors you see that aggression okay don't think about this just just go on just go on uh, so you know that made us to go with uh, an investor where uh, we were able to have a like minds hmm got it okay okay and uh, what do you intend to use this funds for like what are the categories you want to enter uh, what are the categories you are currently in like and and what is the plan now like how do you plan to use these funds so basically we are into you know baby uh, gear ride ons and feeding and nursing category which are the major three categories so baby care means like rash creams and no no baby like gear 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 is okay scholar, baby care gear is scholar car seats hs carrier strike okay ride ons and uh, feeding and nursing where we just entered okay uh, these are the major categories and we want to enter into baby care category care segment of the baby and so most of the funds will be deployed to get into the more consumables and you know the fmcg products of the baby all like, the products like uh, diapers and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly rash exactly. creams exactly and... exactly so all the products that we have right now is one time buy there are no repeat buys right 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 mm-hmm. okay uh, and all the products you sell right now are like your own brand or do you also Uh, sell other brands uh, mm-hmm. like it's as a distributor okay 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 so uh, this seems pretty high risk like the category you now want to get into like diapers and rashes i i mean you know on the one hand you have like say mama earth kind of companies in the that rash cream and that segment and then in diapers also uh, like uh, i think first cry and all have their uh, like private labels and and so it's like a very crowded category that you want to get into what, what makes you feel confident about getting into this category uh, uh, you know i would say every business is competitive everywhere there is competition tell me one business where there is no competition no but like what you identified as the gear for uh, and you know like international standard that, that did not have uh, it was not a very crowded category uh but this category which you're getting into now is like a lot more crowded than that so comparatively it's a more crowded category so you know what is the uh, i mean what is the lever because of which you think you'll do well here okay so what i understand as a businessman uh, akshay is uh, you know everybody is doing business okay everyone has their own space you have to get your wide space okay where you become very strong in specific segment in that particular category so we you know as the funds will be deployed we are doing our research now okay on baby care category that where is that white space where which are the pain points okay to be addressed what are the right nerves of the customers to hit okay so whatever category we have been enter into let's say it was you can say that uh, yeah it was not dominated like stroller or car seat were not dominated but you had a lot of competition from you know uh, chinese imports and every 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 other guy imports from china okay 
yeah yeah unbranded unbranded products, products. okay so you still had a lot of competition okay you still had a lot of um, domestic and international brand competing with you a bigger brands like kiko and all still you know we were able to get our space and we are doing a decent number in every category bicycles okay how many bicycles companies are there in india how many unbranded and branded okay we still entered into this category and we have our own space where uh, we do a decent volume and people love our bicycles kids bicycles okay 3 to 5 years and all so if we identify the right white space in that particular category and do our research properly and then enter so if you ask me what are we going going to do so we are in still research phase okay 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 so this 100 crore that you are expecting this year's top line uh, what is the split in terms of categories like all the existing uh, everything will be coming from the existing categories no no but like split like how much from say bicycle category how much from the stroller or or like what are the major contributors so generally you know baby gear is the major contributor baby gear and ridons so 60 60% coming from baby gear 30% coming from ridons 10% from rest other categories hmm, hmm. Uh, what 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 do you mean by ridon ridons is tricycles bicycles kick scooters you know all 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 that particular part of uh, so where child can ride okay swing cars generally it go with gears okay and uh, how much of the sale uh, is from your own website versus how much from marketplaces so we are still you know trying to build that uh, momentum from uh, yeah so currently it's contributing less percentage in the total but uh, the next you know as we have said that the next the funds will be used to grow the sales from the own website and making the brand much more stronger uh, so uh, the technology implementation the new uh, is going on so we are in that process okay 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 so uh, you know uh, i've heard this that uh, most d2c companies pay like a very significant chunk of their revenue to google and facebook for ads to acquire customers you know like, like that customer acquisition cost is pretty high in the d2c space like what has been your experience of that like what has been your customer acquisition cost and how do you acquire customers so you know the platforms are the same okay uh, but it's how disciplined you are how smartly you play okay so i agree with all the d2c founders that the cost of customer acquisition is high but uh, there are always optimum level that we believe after that there is a waste okay uh, uh, we always work and try to be at the optimum and spend to only to that level where we see the returns too much of visibility you know because we were bootstrapped till now so we always wanted to maintain that balance and uh, so we worked smartly we worked only on the time where most of the customers are browsing the products and buying happens so you control and push your spends based on the time you control and by time you mean time of the day time, time of, of the, the year day. time of the day okay okay so you like you know you know that maximum conversion happens up in 7 between you know 7 pm to 12 pm and the maximum conversion happens in the morning hours okay so this is the time you have push your uh, funds you push your ads okay 
then you slow down because you may get the clicks but there is intention of buyer conversion chance is very less so you have to optimize uh, we had very limited funds as a uh, bootstrap company so we all these use you know hacks uh, and tips and tricks we learned and optimized our spend mm-hmm. so what is your monthly spend like monthly ad budget so, uh, right now it's around uh, you know 40 50 lakhs Mm-hmm. and where is it split like how much on amazon and like like you know which are the channels which uh, you prefer to spend on like where yeah our preferred channel is wherever there are customers wherever there are conversions so if we see more conversion on amazon we spend more on this if we see more conversion on google we spend on that so it's it depends wherever the customer is intending to buy uh, we we should be there Okay, so it's like dynamic, like it changes yeah, yeah. every month it's, based on uh, what you are seeing. Exactly. So wherever you know uh, we see the high conversion of buying, uh, we push our accelerator to that marketplace or uh, you know the advertisement space. Got it. Amazing. Yeah, I think you you've kept your ad spend very much in control, like forty fifty lakhs, and your monthly turnover must be. some between 7 to 8 cr kind so it's a pretty small percentage of that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we can that's what i said that, you know how much you spend and how much how optimum you can now obviously we were conservative because we didn't have much funds to uh, deploy uh, now step by step we'll ramp up our funds for brand building okay so most of the funds are in performance marketing okay we never pushed the funds to Uh, create you know push for the brand marketing hmm, mm-hmm. so now like we, influencer marketing or celebrity marketing exactly influencer we, we used to do on and off okay not too much but as you rightly said influencer marketing celebrity marketing pushing a lot of videos a lot of you know uh, uh, just for brand where you don't expect much sales but you expect that you know people see your brand very well right so we only spent in the performance part till now and uh, what kind of margins do you have on on this like we have you know unfortunately our margins are much lesser than uh, the consumables or care category or any other you know d2c companies that have so okay those so are why is that like the industry it's the industry metrics So, like uh, diapers, rash cream, these are have better margins. So that's also one of your uh, reasons to get into that, like to improve margins. Uh, care has a better margins, not the diapers. Yes, right, right, right. Yeah, diaper is more like a customer acquisition cost, like how most Kirana stores have milk as a way to get in customers, mm-hmm. but milk doesn't have much margin. So I think diaper is something like that, like it's just a way to get in a customer. Yeah. So diapers don't, uh, as a category, don't have great margins, but yes, the shampoo, oil, creams, you know, the care category have a good margin. And uh, so you know, what's the roadmap of say twenty twenty five? Like like by twenty twenty five, where do you see R for Rabbit? We want to become uh, what our tagline says: "Amazing baby company." Hmm. <laughs> okay, but like in terms of what some numbers, like what kind of top line do you think you'll hit by then? Or 
you know, everything, there are always numbers that you place on a business plan. Okay. Ultimately, what you want to achieve is uh, be in the top of the mind of your consumers in any category that you enter. Okay. So what we want, what our fundamental says is in any, in any category that we enter, we have to be in the top three phases of the customer. Okay. So we want to get to that level where any category we go, we are in top three phases of the customer. So whether that leads to revenue X or revenue Y, okay, that's a different story. But uh, the fundamental is this. Right, 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 right. Mm. So tell me about this name R for Rabbit. Like what is the genesis of that? So actually when, when I had my you know first child, uh, the business, entire business is inspired after she was born, okay? Uh, I could see the opportunity after she was born. I couldn't see this opportunity before she was born. Okay. So uh, I always wanted to have that connect. Okay. That uh, sometimes you just want to, you know, get connect with uh, the source where it started. Okay. So at that time, you know, when I, uh, when my uh, daughter was born, uh, she used to love, you know, the software of Rabbit. She always, uh, sleeps. She always, she used to sleep with that. It, yeah, she used to love that character a lot. Okay, and uh, uh, I I was I wanted to have a you know connect with the source. Okay, so I decided okay uh, we have to coin the name. Let's let's think about this. Okay, so when you think a lot of things, then you wanted to still have a connect, and you wanted to have a brand where. Just the name can also say a lot of things, okay, that what this company might be doing. So after a lot of iteration, you you were able to see that, okay, I am able to fulfill all these uh, requirements of my, you know, uh, having a source, uh, my daughter somewhere getting connected, you know, the inspiration that I got. Uh, you wanted to have uh, a brand name which is unique and which also brand name says a lot of things. So, and you wanted to have a name which is unique in the world, okay? In an international trademark dictionary, there should not be such name existent, okay? So, anywhere, any part of the world, someone searches R for rabbit, like, you know, someone searches the name, it has to be us only. So, uh, .com should be available. Then. Uh, yeah, yeah, all, all, all those aspects. Uh, so, uh, we, we found this rhyming word and that was unique. Uh, which which fulfilled you know all the aspects uh, when I started to think about the brand. This episode of Founder Thesis Podcast is brought to you by Long Haul Ventures. Long Haul Ventures is the long haul partner for founders and startups that are building for the long haul. More about them is at www.longhaulventures.com.